0: Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello,
1: friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, Renee Dallow. This week I'm here with my very good friend and my publicist and one of my favorite people in the whole world, Megan Ealy from OFD Consulting. Megan, how the hell are you?
0: Oh my gosh, you're one of my favorite people too, so I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. I've got all the worm and fuzzies now. No, I've been looking forward to this, this talk for mm. some time now. So we always, you and I get together and always go, well, we we talk, I'm sure, with some of these things, but we always come up with good things to chat about. So I'm excited. I'm well. Yeah, me too. I I, I tend to um, approach Megan with like,
1: hey, have you ever talked about this deep thing that no one's ever asked you before? And she's like, no. I was like, okay, that's what I want. <laughs> Let's like, do I, it. <laughs> so Megan and Let's I did. Do it. We did an episode at least a year ago that was talking oh, more about like how to be a thought leader. So if you yeah. know Megan as a publicist and you know me as a speaker, and you're like, I want that, like. Go find that episode, which I will look at the number by the time we're done talking. I don't, I never episode know the number of the episodes. Thirty-one. Oh, look at you. Episode, episode 31, 31, Spoken Like a True Publicist. She knows the episode. Um, <laughs> Got it
0: memorized. I and mean, that was <laughs> no. like, that was like
1: the first month or two of us recording this show because we we batch record. So that long was like time ago. a long time ago. Anyway, that's a f- tremendous episode and uh still incredibly relevant for anyone who is thinking about diving into education or thought leadership. That's not what we're doing today. Today we're talking uh-huh.
0: about legacy. Yeah, it's a big word. It's a big word. And and I got to tell you, so I'm 41 and I think to myself, is it too early to start talking about like, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and there's certain mm-hmm. kind of is this appropriate time? It's kind of like, you know, how long are you in business? How long are you in in the workforce? age, all these months. Like, is this an appropriate time? And I've got to tell you, there's been enough kind of, I'm sure you get this too. And if I sound woo at all to anyone in the audience, it's because of Renee. (laughs) Her influence, like some of the things come out of my mouth. I'm like, I can't believe I just said that. But there are things that have kind of like pinged me on the shoulder and said, no, I I think you're heading in the direction to start talking about this. So when you and I you know, put this together, it was kind of like a, hey, why don't we dive into this interesting world that goes untapped in the event industry and and kind of unpack it.
1: Yeah. I mean, this episode is coming to people's ears like the week before Thanksgiving. Right. And I think this is Mm an appropriate time of year to sort of, you know, do this deep thinking about what you've got going on in your brand, and your business, and your world, because this is the time of time of the year where we tend to take stock or at least start to take stock. Right.
0: Absolutely. And may I add to that, too, with the timing, and I'm going to niche it down for a second. There are a lot of fellow association leaders. And by associations, I mean, of course, in the event space, but for our creative friends who maybe are not in the event space, plenty of associations end their leadership terms, whether you're a secretary, president, director of whatever, end at the end of the year. And Mm -hmm. so this is also kind of a natural time to think about how was my term? I know we're not going to dig in that deep, but that is one of the things that kind of influenced my talk, which I'm sure we'll get into. Well, and so yeah, it's also a good time. Yeah, and that's a good also time like to talk about personal
1: that. for me as well, because I'm leaving the WHIPPA board this year after five years, you know, mm-hmm.
0: um, <laughs> I, and that's a long, that's a long
1: time. I mean, it is It's high school. It's college, you know?
0: Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I know I'm, I'm moving into immediate past president of, of WHIPPA national and that's, I think I've been on the board with the exception of one year off seven years, but I've been in. I've been on boards almost fully with the exception of 2013 when I had my son Oliver for 20 years, like wow. ever since I was ba- a baby, like 22, I was on a board not knowing uh, what to yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's been about, about
1: it's been about eight years total, I think. No, no, 10. Oh yeah. 10 because of rising tide. So yeah, You're it's right. a long time. All right. So let's talk about legacy for your brand, also for your you as a human. Like mm-hmm. what, I mean, what is a legacy
0: as it relates to your career and Sure. Brand? And you know, I really had to think about that because it's one thing too, I kind of did things backwards with you. I pitched the you know, we talked about <laughs> pitching this idea, but I'm like, oh, I should probably have a better defined what I want to talk about. And so, you know, to me, it's and it's funny because I'm actually stealing some verbiage from my surprise and delight talk, but it's that lasting impression that you leave. Yeah. I, I think your your legacy, your, it's it's a powerful strategy. It's that lasting impression that you leave and what it's doing, it truly enables you to, whether it's, we're going to talk about, legacy means different things to different people. It's that continued influence you have into the future. It's that, and I can't believe I'm even saying this, but it's that continued power for those who crave Mm -hmm. it. I'm not saying that's my version of legacy. Yeah. It's the, it's the good work continuing on, even if, you've moved on. If that makes sense. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's not
1: always attached to your name. It's not like, well, we did this because of Renee Dallow. It's just something that continues on. Right. It continues on. Mm -hmm. And like, I guess, how do we influence that for ourselves? Like, is there, is there a point in time where you're like, I should start thinking about my legacy or is it just a byproduct of good work that you put out in the world?
0: Uh, I think it's a little bit of a mix here. Are there natural points in someone's career when a legacy comes to mind, absolutely. When you are spearheading projects, when you are sitting in a position of leadership for boards and things like that if you are like when you're putting the good work out there's going to be a point where you start thinking about your exit strategy right which which you know at 41 i'm not there but we do talk about retirement with my our financial guy every year we do think about our exit strategy as you agree you can't help but think of well what's the lasting impression and and is this even important to me because legacy is not for everybody there are people who will just piece out when they're done. They'll check out of whatever group they belong to, whatever brand that they've worked on for all these years. And they're perfectly fine just leaving without the fanfare or knowing, hey, I did my part and let the others do it without my influence. So Mm -hmm. it just really depends. But I think there are natural points in a career when you can't help but start thinking about that. Yeah, I agree with that. I also wonder
1: too, in this like, (laughs) social media saturated TikTok year that Mm -hmm. we're having, like, is does your legacy? I, I think the the feeling with legacy is like how lasting is it, right? Are you forgotten the minute mm-hmm. you step off the stage, right?
0: And may I say too, I, I think the question is how important is it to you whether or not right. you're forgotten because because right. legacy. It, there's a lot of selflessness to it. It's the idea of i I did this good work. I've made this impact on the industry. I've helped whether it's something local about you know getting everyone to raise their prices all the mm-hmm. way to the good work I think I've done with whippa, and I do care about that legacy. but there are some who i you know in and there's a part of me that says, well i d- I certainly don't want to be forgotten. I think that's a human sort of thing, but then there are right. some people who are like, well, I've done my part and I'm out and that doesn't fill their bucket. You know, for me, right. I got to say, I don't know, but I'm the worst at goodbyes. Like even at parties, I'm an Irish exit. Like, oh, where oh me too. Go? No, me yeah, too. Yeah, joke's on you. She's in her pajamas in the hotel, like watching <laughs> Netflix. Like she hasn't been there for a while. But I think for me, I can make peace with the ending of things knowing, now you're my therapist, knowing <laughs> that I've helped – continue the good work and it will go on beyond me and i've touched it does that make sense
1: yeah absolutely i mean you know when i it's funny when we started you know talking about that this was this, this was the topic i thought about you know something that sort of comes up for me every year in my work in my self-development work in my work with my life coach is that like we talk about you know end of year assessment and one of the categories she always has us self-assess as legacy and i always write mm-hmm. year after year well i don't have any children so i don't have a legacy
0: And that's—I think that's a misstep, if Mm -hmm. I may say. No, yes, I know. You know, I don't. And maybe this sounds terrible. When I talk about Lexi, I don't even think about my kid. I mean, I love my kid. I think about him all the time. Not once did I think about Oliver. With I don't see him probably jumping into the wedding industry. (laughs) So I, you know, legacy is. I'm not saying it's in a vacuum and it's only about career. But I I don't. When I think career legacy brand legacy, I I just don't. It's not necessarily about my family. It's about the good work. It's about being remembered. Uh, For some people, it's about power. I'm not saying that's the best way to think of it, but let's be honest. Yeah, I mean,
1: I would actually maybe add to that like maybe maybe the want of power is the toxic side of that of that legacy desire right but I mean honestly now that we talk about it like I would be very happy if my legacy was wedding management versus day of coordination like if that's what I leave the industry having done or having and I feel like it's it's you know I've seen it I've seen uh it happen in my in my small circles like that even if no one ever says oh that was Renee Dallow who did it it doesn't matter to me because the industry has been changed
0: Yes, yeah. That's what it's about. What part of this did I help change? Did, you know, whether it was myself, whether it was a team. I mean, that's what it's all about. You know, for me, I kind of divide legacy between my work and what wedding PR versus my association work, which is it stems far beyond WIPA. That's NACE. That's uh, lots of groups I've been a part of. So I kind of break it into that. But you're right. For you, that would be that would be the perfect thing to know that that you lent that in the industries. Better than when you left it, you know. Yeah.
1: So, what are some tips to for people who are listening who are like, "Well, shit, I have never thought about my legacy." Like, what kind of tips can you give people just for starting out and thinking about what they want their legacy to be?
0: Mm-hmm. I think it starts with, and a lot of my stuff always starts like this. So, forgive me, but I think it works here too. Is you know why is this important to me because right. you know, people are going to hear a podcast they're going to hear someone speak on whatever it's, they get excited and want to pursue right. well question yourself immediately why is this something important i mean it's not lost i mean none of us have that, extra that's time correct right now, period <laughs> i don't care where you are in the industry no one's got a moment like renee and i probably barely had time to sit down to do this right and so is this something that's in yeah if this is something important to me write this instance right and then why is it because like me, I don't like the idea of goodbyes. Is it me because I want to make sure my, I, I see the work I've done. I want to see it continue, so and so forth. What's the reasoning yeah. behind this and what kind of time can I dedicate to it? I think that's any sort of initiative though. That's marketing, PR, legacy, accounting. You know, Any of that stuff is what you want to do. And then from there, you have to ask yourself, where have I made my market? And I think there's a real self-assessment that people are afraid to do. I'm going to be honest, like I have seen plenty of people sit back and look at whether they're whether they get in touch with me later in their career to try and work with me and they share you know just they're disheartened by some of the moves they've made over the years they don't like where they have put themselves when I look at association leaders who are dissatisfied with the job they were they've done or Mm -hmm. what you know what I mean and so I think they need to sit down we're afraid to do the self-audit because we're afraid to not be at a hundred percent for everything and that's fine like you don't run out of time with this stuff until you literally retire. And so start with doing that self assessment of where have I made kind of some magic here? What's been important to me at a local level? Maybe it's a national level. It, it, maybe it's with planners specifically, venues specifically. And is that something I want to carry that torch moving forward? How can I make that a part of my legacy? But I think it starts with yeah. that self-identification and better understanding of what's the trajectory for this legacy, if it's important to me, and what have I been doing to build it? What other steps can I be doing? You know what I mean? So Yeah,
1: I I love that. And, you know, I also think you can't force your legacy, (laughs) you know? No, 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 no. You can't be like, now this is the legacy building thing for me, because you just don't know if the last two and a half, three years have taught us anything, right? You have no idea what's going to happen. I went into my... WIPA presidency, my WIPA SoCal presidency in 2020. Oh my God. I had so many initiatives. I had projects. I had plans. I had, I had action plans. I had ways to be. I had books. My board was reading. I went in full tilt. And then two months later we were shut down. So you, you can't know. And also, you know, you don't really know what seeds you've planted that will bloom well after you've moved on. Yes.
0: That's the thing is when I think about legacy i there's an unknown part of it and that's okay yeah. if you don't uncover all that i have i have to say and i have to say this in a very it's very humbling to me this has happened but over the years i've been tagged in a handful of instagram posts facebook posts from i so i used to teach at a local university for about five years and i taught events and some people it's great because i like scared them away from the industry and that that was the right (laughs) move for them like they needed to know you know and then other people felt very inspired and when they talk about or and then some of them i've taught pr as well and they will tag myself as well as other professors and say you know the influence we had i had no idea you know what i mean i was just i was trying to do a job well done is what i was working on so there's going to be untapped kind of wonderful surprises when it comes to legacy and honestly if you find yourself in a position where you are teaching and mentoring that's just going to happen time and time again that's that's one yeah. of the kind of bucket filling benefits if you will of of being a mentor yeah
1: so how does leadership and education like how does that play a role in legacy and can someone have a legacy without that
0: okay that's great absolutely absolutely i i legacy should not be tied just to speaking and sitting on podcasts and being president of WIPA or anything like that. Now, let's let's kind of divide these two things. So the first question you have is like how it plays a role. Well, what it does is those sort of things when you speak, when you write, when you lean into ways to communicate, you suddenly have, or not suddenly, but you have the megaphone, you have the platform, and you can help accelerate some of this change, some of these you know, things that you want done for the industry, for your own career, for your areas of influence, right? So doing those things are a way for you to grab a hold of that that megaphone and, you know, start, start instilling some of that change. Um, you know, great examples over the years. It, I had this great talk on, remember Clubhouse? Renee. oh my gosh
1: <laughs> the, the brief and shining moment of clubhouse oh, when it God. consumed my days consumed. my you know husband I... was like what are you still talking i was like yes i'm always talking it's my I'm favorite
0: always talking i loved it but you know on clubhouse one of the things that we we were kind of chatting about one day i remember this uh, gentleman sean had me on and we were talking about some of the changes that Wippa was making one of them was it was a very easy fix but we asked people for their pronouns now just like. For those who don't know, when I signed on with Renee today, she asks for pronouns as well. Those small steps make a difference. And it was interesting beyond Clubhouse and have people chime in who that really does make a difference for them. So, like being in that position, I couldn't do that if I wasn't on the WIPA board, right? But but let me take it to the other side too. A very similar situation. So can you do it without you know being an educator or yeah, absolutely you can you can create a lasting impression by the people that you train at your own job it's doing the good work putting it out there um leading by example is the, and it's the smallest things and i'm going to give you another example here of so i run a wedding peer membership where without going into all the details journalists come to us okay and mm-hmm. they'll say we need help on this article and so i'll put it through our form renée you get them and we will ask right. for all sorts of different like things about wedding stuff. Well, one of the things we started doing in the last two or three years is now we get everybody's pronouns. So when I write a writer and say, "Hey Lindsay, true story," like, "Hey Lindsay, here are the responses," and I give everyone's name, Renee Dello, she hurt. Da 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 da. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed now with, at, and now I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take because I don't think anyone else is doing it. Now she gets everybody's pronouns. For all the work she does across all her verticals, and she's one of the most prolific writers in the U.S. That that showing that you know, I didn't have to be, I didn't have to be with a president to do that. I didn't have to be on the road speaking. I just led by example. I you make you challenge things, you know. And so yeah, I don't want someone to sit here and be like, oh, I guess I better join a board. I was like, well gonna take years off your life no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm kidding but but i don't want people to feel if they don't have the bandwidth it's leading by example legacy doesn't mean some big splash it's small changes over time that will influence things for the better frankly
1: yeah you know what's funny you know what i'm thinking of right now <laughs> this is such a weird analogy but what? so here in la where i live there is uh in burbank which is like the little neighborhood next to mine there is this really well-known dry cleaner called milton edie's Some some of you might you might know Mm -hmm. this dry cleaner because they post their they post their message board on Instagram and it's always like very inspirational quotes, you know, and it gets a lot Mm -hmm. of social media presence. But that's not the point of this. The point is that Milt, the owner, it's right near the studios, like everyone goes there. It's kind of expensive, but like it's the best. It's the best. Right. Well, there's also like 15 other dry cleaners like right around them. Mm -hmm. When Milt died, all of the dry cleaners put up signs about him in their windows.
0: Oh, they, they were like, thank you
1: for the mentorship. Thank you for the years of guidance. Like this man who owned arguably like the most successful dry cleaning business did not make enemies of the other dry cleaners in his in his local. Like he made mm-hmm. friends of them. And I don't know the relationship, but I remember thinking, how interesting is it that they all revere this man so much that when he passed, it was like they all mourned. And I it was such a weird thing that just stuck with me. Like, you know, he's a dry cleaner and he had a legacy and he would he was not, to my knowledge, a speaker on national stages or a member of an organization. I don't know. You know,
0: exactly. He was just in his community. And I love that, I love that, and that's why, you know, I know today we're talking about legacy as a brand and all, but I'm like, we can leave a legacy well beyond, you know? I I just, yeah, well beyond all of that. And so I want people to feel empowered to start thinking about it, but also not be overwhelmed by the idea of adding that to, I'm sure, an already full plate that everyone has right now.
1: Yeah. What if, I and mean, we talked a little bit about like industry disruption or like that little, the, what I like yes. to call like the rebel, the rebelness. Like there's the part of me that is the rebel that wanted to be like, no, screw day of coordination. We're not calling it that anymore. And I just yeah. move forward on faith with that, right? Yes. What if someone listening is like, I have this idea. I don't know if I'm brave enough. I don't know if it's right. I don't know if I should do it. What if it uh-huh. damages whatever my legacy is like what do you think about that
0: oof 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 oof. okay there's a few ways to unpack this right i tend to here's the thing i am not a rebel (laughs) i'm not at all i'm a tester so i i rarely go into something without knowing what the answer probably is going to be does that make sense like i you know i don't launch this this Brand new, never seen wedding peer membership without having 60 beta testers. And so there's someone with an idea out there. And let me say I'm only one opinion here, so please listen to other voices too. And decide what's <laughs> best for you. Yeah. But there's something to be said for having a small circle of people you can bounce things off of. I don't make a move in Whippo without talking to Mara, my VP. Yeah. I don't make a move sometimes without having more of a general conversation with my NACE counterpart, James Filtz. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. like that's so one of it is. Have you like is this something if you genuinely think is our guts not enough i I'm sorry, I don't think people should go on I think yeah. can listen to their gut, I know, I know this is where I'm sure we differ, but I do feel that things tested and thought through there are other people who can think on this so, so that's one is have you kind of is it more of a mitigated risk as a result, mm-hmm. but two, the other thing to remember unless it is a horrifying thing that someone has done, right? They they have made a move so wrong and so terrible and so thing they can't like, the fact is it's a short news cycle. Yeah, There is, what did um I almost said John Hamm, but really it's, it's Don Draper. Yes. Um, if you don't like what's being said, change the conversation. There are plenty yep. of ways, plenty of ways to move the conversation away from maybe the missteps, right? Agreed. For the most part. Yeah. Agreed. yeah I don't t- think anything's but, yeah.
1: permanent really.
0: Not really, I mean, it just isn't. And so knowing, don't let that hold you back, but then, uh, you know, I don't think that people should just uh, launch and go into things and make the, without potentially, you know, having some peers to kind of bounce off that that's the power of community. mean Renee, I bounce things off of you. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, that's what we're here for as friends, you know? Yeah, no,
1: I I agree with that. I also think too, you know, a lot of this probably feels a little daunting to talk about. Like people listening are probably like, oh my God, launching some, what is it talking about? Ideas? What? I'm just out here doing my business, doing my job. Isn't that enough? And on some level, Mm -hmm. yes, of course it is. Doing your job well and being known for the thing you do at an excellent level like that is your legacy
0: mhm 100% and, yeah and mm-hmm. so like
1: adding other things on top of
0: it is extra <laughs> it's for the it's for the Enneagram threes and eights of the world, perhaps. Yeah. And I've got shades of Enneagram three, but not enough that I would sit here and like, you know, if if people forgot about me and if you, and it's like, you know what? I did the best I could when I could. Well, and exactly <laughs> you know? that,
1: right? So here's an interesting little like anecdote that kind of surprised me. So, you know, as, as you intimately know, because you're my publicist, I go around and I speak at different locations. And this year especially was like, there was a lot of that. And so earlier this year, I found myself in Texas and I was having dinner with some fellow wedding planners and I made a reference to Mindy Weiss, but I didn't Mm -hmm. use her full name. I just said Mindy, assuming Mm -hmm. that these fellow planners would know, to my mind, like the most famous wedding planner we've got, aside from David. And Mm -hmm. I didn't think I needed to use her last name (laughs) or David's (laughs) last name or or Marcy's (laughs) last name. Figure it out. Yeah. And these young planners, and now granted young, 20 years younger than me, looked at me and
0: said, who's Mindy? Whoa. Right? Yeah. I'm sure Mindy Weiss has not lost any sleep over that. No.
1: And also Mindy doesn't listen (laughs) to the show, so she's never going to know. But for me, I was like, what do you mean you don't know who Mindy Weiss is? And when I said her full name, they still went, uh, yeah, I guess. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, she did the bat." Like, I literally went into like a whole spiel about like who Mindy was. And I was like, oh, so, Okay. I I know her legacy, but not this generation. And so I don't know that she cares or there's anything that can be done about sure. it. But, but it was very interesting to me to be like, you know, our industry is so I don't want to say fickle because that's not true, but it is really like it's always evolving. Right. And so
0: absolutely. If you're
1: worried about legacy or you're thinking about legacy, it's like, well, how present and active do you want to stay?
0: Right. And can I add, too, is, you know, Mindy is Mindy Weiss's um, I'm not a first name basis, but I hear you talking about um <laughs> with that is <laughs> it's, it's it. Does legacy always mean you're attached to what that is? Right? right. It, it, it right. doesn't. And let me give you a very small potatoes example because I'm not Mindy Weiss, but I was talking, again, I'm kind of pulling into WIPA as a reference because that's that's what's really kind of pushed my talk recently. And I was talking to the executive director. And at this point, I mean, listen, the last two years have been bananas. We have a brand new staff, all these things. We've made significant behind the scene things. And I, everything I've done has been incredibly unsexy for that organization. I've rewritten so many documents, and I've created training programs. Nothing that you would look at and say, dang, like we should put a statue or do a book. There's nothing about it sexy. But I said to Kelly recently, I said, Kelly, you know what's going to happen in March or April of next year? I'm going to be sitting as a media past president. You guys are going to be – it's going to be a well-run meeting. It starts on time. Everybody has their reports. It's like all these things are going to be so well run. I'm not tied to any of it, but I'm going to sit back and be satisfied to know that I had a huge play, a huge part of that. You know, that, that, you know, having it run so that we could have committees to think strategically and we could think bigger than simply trying to clean up one mess after another. You yes, know what I mean? But yes. no one's gonna look at that in a year. And maybe a couple of people say, oh, well, Megan helped with that. But if I look, and that's what a legacy is, It's I'm using a lot of hand gestures right now, you should know, <laughs> like I'm like, it is looking ahead to the good work and knowing it's continuing without you. And that's the big thing is it's mm-hmm. continuing without you and you're okay with that, yes. you know, you move on. You're not sitting here, it's not like, Renee wraps up with SoCal and it's like, oh, well, I guess I'm just going to sit here. I mean, you move on to your adventures. Right. I'm moving on to my adventures. Right. So, right. yeah. Yeah,
1: I love that. And I also think like back to the Mindy example, right? Like when I think about Mindy in our industry, like Mindy put luxury weddings on TV, like She did all the bachelor weddings, you guys. So when your clients say to you, I want a bachelor wedding, they only know about it because Mindy was the designer that put that on TV. Right. So like Uh when you're like, well, what's her legacy? It's like, well, she brought luxury to people who didn't know what that looked like because they wouldn't have been invited to those weddings in real life.
0: Correct. Exactly. And, And that will continue on well beyond her time in the industry Absolutely. and and I can't speak for her but I would hope that someone of that influence would be satisfied you know with that you know yeah
1: yeah since you said the word satisfied right what if you're yes. in your mid career and you look around right? and you think I'm not really satisfied with this
0: mm-hmm. this
1: this the idea that what my what my legacy might be
0: well the good news is there's always time to course correct right and I think that you have to really dig in and ask yourself at the end of the day, where are the parts I'm unsatisfied with? How is it, how important is it that I continue on like in this direction versus enough? How important is legacy to me? It sounds like that person legacy would be important to them. So yeah. then the question is, what are the incremental changes? That that's what I do, and people ask me all the time, how do you get all your crap done in a day? And I'm like. Honestly, it's a lot of incremental things. I I take a Mm -hmm. big idea and then I chunk it out. It's not done overnight. So I would think that people would sit back and say, well, where do I need to course correct? And what are the action items? What are the critical tasks? What are the longer term? How can I break that down into manageable bites? Because, and yes, we're at the point in our podcast where I am quoting Peloton people. Oh, obsessed. I know. Kimberly Rhodes told me about that. You know, Kimberly. Oh, yeah. Another, yeah. Yeah. Forward is forward. So you got to remember that. Like, forward is mm-hmm. forward. Even if you have to kind of deviate a little bit and head in another direction, forward is forward. Like, it's start going in the next direction, understand why that's bothering you. And if someone's midway through their career and suddenly is like, oh, I'm not satisfied, well, I would advise them. I'm not a career coach or anything like that. But like, maybe you should be looking at that more often than midway through your career. You know what I mean? There yes. should be time for reflection at some point point and it shouldn't just be 20 years in (laughs) no I agree I I agree yeah I mean Renee I've got I talk to a lot of wonderful people I talk to a lot of prospects who ultimately I don't think any of them end up booking with me but I see this very similar time time again someone who and I don't want to I hate putting an age on it but let me just let me just say how many years they're usually in the industry these guys are 20 25 30 years in the industry okay so you figure out wherever they fall and there is largely dissatisfaction with where they ended up you know, I don't want to be doing this every weekend. I don't like the physicality. I don't feel it. all of those things. And I thought, man, I, I wish you'd come to me much sooner than now. You right. know what I mean? Right. I think we're so stuck doing the day-to-day because it's so busy all the time that mm-hmm. we don't spend a lot of time working on our business. You've heard that a hundred times. hundred times, You've yeah. You've said this, I'm sure. And the same can be said for, for legacy, you know? Agreed. Mm-hmm.
1: So my question for you is now that you've been with president for – almost two years. And when this, I almost. mean, when this airs, you'll be weeks away from your, from your ending.
0: Oh my, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I know. So, okay.
1: Looking, looking back to baby Megan, when she arrived on that board, like, what would you tell yourself now about creating a legacy? Oh my gosh.
0: I, okay. A couple things. One is your legacy may be tied to things that you didn't expect at the beginning and that's okay. Right. That That's okay. And, and like, th- again, there's course corrections. There's like, I think I would have yeah, I don't think I thought that too much about legacy beginning, but I thought about what I wanted to accomplish and just know mm-hmm. that plans have a way of changing. There's not a single year. We're not going to be dinged with things like inflation. Hopefully we don't get any more pandemics, but things like that. So I think right. be a little more flexible. The other thing, if I'm being completely candid, is is which I always am with you, is <laughs> I think I worried about... The people before me too much. I think i worried about because mm-hmm. legacy. You build your legacy. If you're building a legacy for a group, you're building it on the shoulders of other people. And I yeah. think there always has to. You have to honor that. Like I'm not saying don't. I'm saying you have to. I think I over overdid it at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, you might have think over
1: was, indexed that person and their feelings. Yeah, and their and or, their or desires. Yeah.
0: not not any one person, but just very yeah. like I was. Well, if if I go in this direction, because here's the thing a legacy improves upon the work of others and that's how things evolve you know people right. are going to be doing wedding pr in 20 years different than the way i do it now and i'm not going to have a bee in my bonnet about it because right. <laughs> i was at the i'm it made sense at the time i was doing it and so i think at the beginning i i was too overcorrected on that i said well if i do this what does that mean for this and it's like you know we are all in charge of our own lives period yes we're all in charge of our own legacies our own Point in time as leaders, you should always know you're working on the show, like on top of the people who, like, you know what I mean? Like, they started it, you're carrying the torch, and you should always honor that. But don't go so far to hinder yourself with progress because you're worried about other people. Like, that's, I, I think that's the huge piece of advice. I think I worried too much. You know, we're a young organization, we've had some amazing people who helped found it, we have amazing people who have been on the board in many different capacities over the years. And I think I worried about offending so many people that it slowed the progress that I wanted to make. And I think at some point I had to tell myself, you know what, you, you do what you can do. You build it for the next person. Cause that's what we do. You're the one who taught me that you leaders build leaders, focus on the future, honor the past, but focus less on it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, that makes total that make...
1: sense. No, that oh, makes total sense. Oh, I hope sense. that doesn't
0: sound offensive because it's like no, you honor no, no. the work. But, like, I was too backwards-faced. Like, I didn't think about the future enough. And now everything I do is future-facing. Like, like I've done, an, like, you know, right now we're, we're in nominations period. Everybody on my nomination committee, I look at them as the future of WIPA. You know yes. what I mean? Like, like yes. I, I, you're the future, yeah. Let's, let's build you guys up. Like every, we have, we have done a lot to honor the good work of others. Let's move forward. You know, yeah, I, I love that. Others... Yeah. That's been a hard thing to figure out. I'll be honest. That was probably the hardest part of my presidency, believe it or not.
1: I no, I believe it, especially in, in these weird couple of years. I mean, for me, it's like, you know, I I'm, I'm now immediate past president. So next year I'll be off the board. And when I look back on these three years, two of presidency and one of IPP, like, I really do think that in my, I hope that my time with WHIPPA will be remembered for how I reacted to things that happened, right? Because we, I could not control anything, right? I had these mm-hmm. huge plans for 2020 and then it all went to shit, as we know. And the only mm-hmm. thing I could do is react, right? Yeah. How do we pivot? How do we serve? How do we meet people where they are? And how do we then back off, right? When it's not, <laughs> when it's when it's too much, right? Like how how do we sort of modulate to, to meet the needs of this community. And it wasn't always perfect. Mm -hmm. um, But I feel like I did do the best I could. And, you know, we had some, we had a lot of challenges. It was a turbulent couple of years. And, and I I don't know, I, I think if anything, I'm, I'm proud of just how I held my head up through it, because yeah, there were definitely no. days and times where I'm like, I just want to be on a weighted blanket today. And um, I, I don't <laughs> want one of those. Yeah. I don't want to leave today. Yeah. I want to be. No. A, I want to be a bear under. I want to be a hibernating bear today.
0: Yeah. And, awesome. and if I may say, because you bring up the pandemic, it brings up a good point we didn't touch upon. I just would love to for a second is. We can't rest on our laurels, too. You know, I think no. you sit here. And great example, pandemic hits. I thought one of the most fascinating things out of the pandemic was, well, fascinating is not always positive. The positive side of it was seeing who rose to the occasion. And there were some really obvious people that I thought, yep, no, you did rise to the occasion. I expected you to, and I'm proud of you. And there are other people who are kind of these hidden gems that kind of just thrived in this. And it, that was yeah. so fascinating. And a pod. But you know what? There were a lot of people who handled it wickedly bad you know and, mm-hmm. and I thought oh that's going to be a ding on any sort of legacy like you know but yeah. not knowing people going through so on top of that if you are someone who during the pandemic really made waves in a certain area um if people right now are making waves with this one thing I I would just behoove them like it's you don't want to be how do I put this okay it's like you don't want to rest on your laurels I during the pandemic was very proud of I taught thousands of wedding pros how to represent themselves like like yep. just why i mean i remember nine o'clock webinars at night with djs in the midwest yeah going into a 6 a.m with with wedding pros in india right and and i was very fortunate to win awards and i was acknowledged but i can't hang my hat on that for the next 20 years either. right so right i think that's what i just wanted to say real quick is you know legacy is in forward motion it's it's fluid it's moving it's a collection of Accomplishments and influence—it's not one thing. Well, I did this in 2020. Well, that's great, but we're almost in 2023, and I can't. <laughs> right. Again, it, it, it's right. fewer. It's I know it, a legacy is to honor someone's past, but really, it's a future facing sort of strategy right and you don't know i mean listen
1: part of my legacy is i i was one of the founders of rising tide in los angeles right and me and my and the co my co-leader of that uh, jessica carrillo from art and soul events we were the first two Mm -hmm. in la and we Mm -hmm. built that from two people to two thousand people um, yeah. When I left, it was had two, over 2000 members. And I was so pr- I was still I mean, I'm still so proud of that accomplishment. But today, that chapter no longer exists. And I had nothing to do with its, d- d- you know, dissolution. Demise. Yeah. But I still think like, oh, that was a piece of my legacy that doesn't exist anymore. Okay. And you kind of have to go like, okay, well, what's next? What can I build? What can I create? How can I help? Yeah. And I think the pandemic is an interesting case study in that, because, you know, I think what I've experienced this year when I'm being on the road is that like a lot more people uh, know who I am now. I I hope that doesn't sound egotistical, but it's just a fact. And I think Mm -hmm. that in 2019, that wasn't true. Right. Because because we all had to stop and take to the Internet in 2020 and 2021. Yeah. I was able to serve in a different way. I was able to be present. I did my 75 days of free of free calls. I did three bundles, you know, I taught mm-hmm. I don't know something like 40 something webinars, you know it was like yeah. it was kind of bananas, but um it, that's how I felt, you know that's how I felt called to serve in that time. and if that is if that's part of my legacy, I'll be thrilled, right because yeah, we were going through a hard time and I just felt like I can help
0: mm-hmm.
1: so you absolutely.
0: know absolutely and and I would say too. You bring up a good point, like with Rising Tide and other things. There are going to be times when when these projects, when these things, you like you you told us at NACE Evolve, leaders build leaders, and you are yeah. going to hand off the baton, and it's not going to go in the direction that you'd want. And I think my hope is if you're someone who is a forward-thinking person, and this is you in the royal Youth sense, that yeah, you do care about it, but you're not gonna let it eat away at you because you right. have moved on to the next thing. You know, right. I purposefully with Whip, although I think is gonna be in awesome hands. Like I am Oh, yeah, jazzed. I agree. Yeah, I yeah, I will do everything I can to like support all these next like leaders coming in and current leaders who are moving up. But you know, the fact of the matter is if it zigs and zags and I want it to zag instead of zig, I I purposely signed up to um You know, I mentor, I went to JMU, James Madison University, go Dukes. And I mentor a, it's a student run PR agency. So I do that. And I've been a part of like mentoring programs there. And y'all, I joined the PTA, which I know it's like, what? Ah. But no, I can, I know, I know. I was,
1: when you told me that I was shocked. I was like, in what time? In what free time did you join the PTA? I know, I know,
0: I'm feeling it girl. I'm feeling, no, I'm starting small, but I can already see things. I can be helpful and be of service. That will continue on and the fact is between these two i just joined bridelux overseas i went over to london yes. and hung out with all the jealous great, of that 100 uk yeah and i'm joining things and i thought well i mean obviously if you've got something and like i said if it zigs instead of zags or whatever the fact is you're already moving into the next phase of whatever your life is handing you and so you focus yeah. on that I, I think it leads. I, I just see a lot of unhappy people and i think if more people just took one step in front of the other and decided the next adventure, they would be more satisfied.
1: I agree. I'm all for the next adventure. Like the next few weeks of this podcast are going to be me talking about my next, well, maybe not weeks, maybe the next year, but there's, I have a new adventure coming y'all. You'll hear about it at some point. I
0: saw that on your Instagram. You said you weren't ready to share the details. No, but at
1: a certain point I will. You already know what it is.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. I you know, know what it things. is. Other people don't. New, 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 though. No, it's not It's not new to you.
1: It's new to other people. Okay, new to the um, general
0: public. Not to be like
1: inside baseball, you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Megan, leave us with what do you want your legacy to be, Megan?
0: Oh, my gosh. What do I want my legacy to be? Oh, God, I don't know. You know, you for someone who pitched this idea, I certainly didn't think about the, the tail end of it. Um, Okay, a a few different things here that I'm hoping continue on well past my time in the industry. One is, I was one of the first wedding publicists. I would love that this area of publicity is seen as a recognized part of the public relations industry. Um, You may have thought I was going to say my my wedding industry, you know, legacy, but it's really in PR because people are like, wait, what is this? And that is part of the reason we go after the PRSA, which is Public Relations Society of America Awards, and we we win them. And people, girl, you should see their face when they'll say, and the winner of where she came in and talked about Prince Harry's engagement, that is nothing. (laughs) And they hand me some big old award, and they're like, what in God's name is this? But to make it a true, reputable, well-respected part uh, among my media and PR peers, I would love... To have touched upon that, you know, a little bit more. So that's one. Um, I love it. Two. I hope, and this has nothing to. This is actually the opposite of me making money. I hope I've left enough of an impression people to show them how they can represent themselves and have their own voice. Like I yeah. want them to have a voice. So that's two. I would say with Whippa, if I may. And sorry, it's a lot of things. But no, I WIPA, love it. With Whippa, here's the thing: all associations are challenged. Yeah. Uh, by institutional knowledge. So institutional knowledge to the lay person is, you know, you've got like one or two people who just know all the things, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, but you've got to, you got to call them all the time. But like we were just this world of institutional knowledge. The problem is we can't take steps in the right direction. We can't move forward. We can't without getting that all on paper and down mm-hmm. and into systems and processes. So I hope, you know, instead of having one or two people travel all over the country to train on SOPS which is standard operating procedures for all 15, 16 of our chapters or so, I, there's training now. You know exactly what you need to do. Now, seven people on the board feel empowered to travel the country and be an ambassador and answer questions smartly, like taking that institutional knowledge and spreading it so it empowers everyone to act.
1: Mm-hmm. I,
0: hope, I hope that continues on. I will do anything I can to keep that legacy. And I don't even care if my name's attached to it, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Well, I
1: mean, that's the heart of leaders creating yeah. other leaders. Like, that's exactly what you just described. Like, mm-hmm. that's the point of all of this, I think. Yeah, of oh, leadership, exactly. generally. Yeah.
0: And if we can get to a point where our organization, which is the largest it's ever been, thank you very much, if we can get it to a point where it grows and it is a literal hub for people to feel welcomed and educated, and part of it is because we have the right leaders in place who are prepared and have all of the information at their finger- fingertips, I would just be incredibly satisfied. Again, don't even need my name attached to it, but knowing that it betters the industry. So I just, I feel very strongly that um, institutional knowledge is something we fall into because we're all inherently too busy to write things down. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's a power play that needs to be dismantled. And if I've spent two years dismantling X amount of years of just keeping everything in in a few brains, like I'm glad I've done that.
1: That's amazing. I love that Mm -hmm. for you. I love all those things and I love that your answer wasn't just one thing so for everyone listening if you're like what is my legacy it's like it's not like you're one true love like you can have many different legacies in the different facets of your business yeah Mm -hmm. you probably also don't have one true love sorry to break that to you on this podcast I know what
0: (laughs) what you're getting
1: all my feelings about all the things right now you guys it's all happening it's all happening Megan thank you so much for being here
0: Absolutely. This was such a pleasure. I was so looking forward to having this. It's always a good, smart conversation with you. Well, thanks. Someone
1: I interviewed yesterday, which is probably an episode that will be released before this, said that um, she didn't say it. Um, she didn't say it live on the show, so I, I can I feel like I can say is that she said she did her research before she came to talk to me because she wasn't from the wedding space. And she goes, "Yeah, all your conversations feel like you're having a, like a chat with a friend over wine that we're not supposed to be hearing." And I'm like, "You know what? <laughs> you know what? I
0: like it. I'll take it. I love it. That's a yeah. very special you." And then Alicia McCormick, uh, McCormick over oh, at Bright uh, Sheila back in the day, that you two are very oh. similar in that sense. It feels you know you open the doors and you're like, "Let me let the floodgates of my mouth continue here." <laughs>
1: <laughs> when Alicia and I met in person finally at Alt Summit, it so was jealous. It was literally like, you know, when you meet someone and you're just like, you're my person immediately and forever. I don't even yes. care if I only speak to you once a year. Like, yes, on like a soul level, Alicia McCormick and I like know each other. It's so bizarre. I love bizarre. her. I love her. Love her.
0: Yeah. If I'm ever kind of just a little blue or I need to pick me up, this sounds very like ridiculous like, almost vain, but I, if I want to giggle, I'll go back and listen. She and I did two podcasts together on the royal weddings oh, and we it. just laugh through the whole thing. If I ever need to pick me up, that's a that's a good one.
1: Oh my god. I'm gonna link to those episodes in the show notes because if you guys have never heard the Bride podcast, she's not doing it anymore, but it is I feel so like it's evergreen. Still. Yeah, it's yeah, so relevant. Yeah. And um, I'll link to Megan's and I did one with her too about like things everyone forgets on the wedding day, which was just a blast. And I, I think yeah, it was, she unhing- was so
0: much fun. It's the
1: right kind of unhinged where you're like, I'm, I'm entertained. I'm, I'm informed. I'm also like scandalized <laughs> slightly. It's fantastic. <laughs> exactly. That's the goal. Well, Megan, thank you again so much. Where can people find you on the internet for the five people who probably have never heard of you before? Oh, stop <laughs> it. You can find me
0: over at OFDconsulting.com. Oh, F is in Frank, D is in dog consulting. Um, you can find that over at Instagram, and then once every three years, I'll do a TikTok um, on that name too. <laughs> that does pretty well. I actually did a TikTok this week. I one of my my last many people was a no show for five o'clock. I'm like, well, I've been I've been looking forward to using this song or this sound for TikTok. Mm-hmm. So you can find me over there too. <laughs> I was very proud of
1: your TikTok. I was proud of the red lip. I was proud of the Dyson hair. Like I was like Megan, yes. Um, Yes. (laughs) I am purposely going to shower and do my hair today so that I can do some TikTok. Uh, So, well, reels. I'm not, I mean, please, am I doing TikToks? I don't know, but I'll do a reel.
0: You know what I tell people about that real quick? I say, listen. Uh, Megan the other Megan in my life who works with me She's like wants me to do reels right And I'm like no I'm not going to do them but now If you if they're TikToks I'll do them And then I'll upload them to reels and I said It's just like uh, Jerry Seinfeld's Wife who makes those cookbooks about shoving Like broccoli into brownies yes. or something you know, So it's like broccoli is reels To me and, and brownies are TikToks so if, if someone's like well all you have To do is take your TikTok and move it over to Instagram I'll be like okay I'm sold I'll do a reel Yeah <laughs> I mean to be fair
1: I do have The one TikTok up and the reason it's up is because it was a reel and i was like well let's see how it does over there yeah <laughs> right you know double dipping double dipping mm-hmm. i mean listen we're business owners we're busy we're we're busy exactly. ladies we got shit to do um <laughs> of course we side tangent into reels i love us so much sorry okay. sorry sorry <laughs> listeners think about your legacy journal about your legacy but also don't obsess about your legacy because just yes. just go out there and do the good work don't be an asshole be a good human And your Mm -hmm. legacy will be created for you. That's it. That's what I think. (laughs) I agree. Let's end on that. Let's end on that. Mic drop. (laughs) Friends, uh, I'm going to thank you for spending your time with us. This episode is going to be released uh, the week before Thanksgiving. And so I am taking Thanksgiving week off to go to Catalina Island and stare at the water with my overworked and very stressed out husband. So. There will not be an episode next week. And so I'm going to thank you for spending your time with us and wish you, if, if you're in America, at least, a very happy day of thanks. And I'll see you in December. Oh, my gosh. I know, so right? Uh, thank you for sharing your time with us, friends. And we will see you right here. Same time, same place, but two weeks from now.
0: Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast. And connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.